Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. When you grow, expect problems, baby. <laughs> so we, uh, like two, three weeks ago, um, a lot of our, so for our staffing company, a lot of our existing clients, big time clients, like some of the biggest in uh, a particular life insurance company, increased their orders. Um, we got a couple new clients. And I can remember telling the team, you know, we're, we're looking into increasing staff. Uh, we're looking into some AI technology right now, which is incredible. I uh, talked to a guy the other day that's probably going to partner with us and has a $5 million piece of AI technology that uh, we're going to start to integrate. And, you know, so we got all these new clients. We got clients increasing orders. We're talking about increasing staff. We're talking about investing in tech. And uh, I can remember telling the team, get ready. I said, uh, these next couple of weeks are going to be, you know, what I call stabilization in the earthquake weeks. <laughs> stabilization in the earthquake weeks. So our foundation is about to get tested, essentially. Um, that's why it's so important. A couple lessons from this, you know, and we handled it fine. We, you know, the first big week, we broke our record two weeks ago. Then we broke it again. And then we broke it again this current week. Uh, in terms of total hires provided for clients. So three weeks in a row, bang, 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 record, record, record. That first week was a little a little rough. You know, I was traveling too. I wasn't able to be fully invested in the gig. And uh, you could feel the after effects of that uh, the, the following week with some of our, you know, managing these recruits through pipelines. And, you know, we had... You know, I can remember, yeah. So at some point this week, I was there last week, I was going to bed, and you know, between seven and eight o'clock, we had like seven little miniature fires pop up within our deal with clients, things like, and everything got handled totally fine. I don't even remember what most of the problems were, but we got tested. We got tested, and it, it's, you know, when you grow, man, you're gonna, you're gonna be tested. It's that stabilization during the earthquake. Your foundation is gonna be tested and as long as you know I think foundationally in our business at least I can't speak for every business but in any business I've built you know the foundation has a lot to do with number one the people you surround yourself with in your business my staff is incredible uh, my staff is seasoned my staff is uh, they understand the game because we talk about the game a lot they understand wins and losses they don't get too lost in the losses and they don't get too wrapped up in the wins they're loyal above all else. Um, and, you know, we, we pay very, I feel like we pay very, very well. You know, when we were looking up, when we were talking about a potential merger with another company, you know, they were looking at our expenses and our biggest expenses, you know, times three what other companies pay as our staff. And I, I believe wholeheartedly, and I think I've talked about this in earlier episodes, that you got to pay your people, man. You know what I mean? I'm a firm believer and taking good care of your people financially. Good care, but you know, so if you've got really good staff, you've got really good partners, you've got really good people that you surround yourself with, if they're seasoned and they understand the ups and downs of business, I think that that found, and there's other things that go into a foundation, your systems, maybe some of your tech, maybe some of your uh, you know, metrics, tracking, and all, all that other stuff. Your, your relationship with your clients, how you treat your clients is foundational. Um, 
But, dude, I mean, if you've got a good core of people, you could withstand just about anybody, any, anything. If you've got a good business model and good people operating within that business model, you become nearly invincible. Nearly invincible. Oh, God willing, you stay that way. You know what I mean? I don't like to say, like, I'm invincible at all anymore. I'm not. I know how fleeting everything. This could be taken away with, from me in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? It's just, that's how life is. You never know. But uh, that'll make you nearly impervious to what might sink most other operations and organizations. So funny, dude. This road here in Maine, it's like, it, it's 45, but everybody goes 55 or 60 except for, you know, these women in these minivans and Subarus. But anyways, women and old men. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think foundationally, if you've got good staff and a good model, man, you're you're in, you're in great shape, but you know when you go to grow, you're going to experience. You're going to be tested. Your model is going to be tested. Your people are going to be tested. You know, and that's why you've got to make sure that your relationships with your people are super, super strong. You got to make sure that you don't let your stress. You, you got to make sure you don't let your stress spill. You know, when we had these seven or eight different little fires, you know, I could have old me three, four, five years ago. Would have been snapping out on people, would have been calling people, would have been blowing people up, like, you know, basically chastising them for mistakes. And instead, we just got the team together and I said, listen, I said, guys, I said, I told you this was going to happen and it's all good. I said, most of this is already fixed. It's all good. We'll give this person a discount. We'll rebate this person. We got this fire put. It's all good. We missed this over here. It's all right. We changed the system. You know, now we're going to catch it next time. It's all good. It's already fixed. But what can we learn from this? You know, and I said, I can remember saying a big thing is, listen, guys, we can either get paid very well and not make any mistakes, or we can all get paid a little less and hire more staff. I said, we could either all get paid really well and not make mistakes like this, or we can get paid a little less and hire more staff. And everybody was like, nope, we got it. We can handle it with our current staff and we have you know we we did more hires this week and we did better than we did the previous weeks with less hires so when you go to grow man get ready get ready to get shaken up a little bit and uh you know if you're the leader people are going to look to you to see how you respond and if your eggs get scrambled can you imagine what's going to happen to them you know what i mean that's why that's why you got to keep it you got to keep your Especially as a leader, your head screwed on straight. Got to keep your head screwed on straight. But anyways, the other thing I wanted to talk about today, uh, we lost our grandpa yesterday, my dad's dad. Uh, so yeah, it, I'm, I don't need any sympathy from anybody. You know, it's it stinks. It's part of life. Um, I'm, you know, just full disclosure, I'm not particularly close uh, with my extended family, really any of them, uh, at all, pretty close with my grandma on my mom's side, you know, uh, I know she listens, I'm, I'm close with her, um, she lives right up the road from my parents, and we all do holidays and everything, and her and I talk on the phone, you know, every couple, every couple months, should probably talk more, shouldn't we, grandma, I know she listens, so, uh, but other than that, I'm not, you know, my Uncle Jimmy, my Aunt Kelly, you know, we're in a group chat with them. I'd say I'm pretty close with them. But generally speaking, I'm not, I'm not super close with, you know, we didn't do, I, you know, we didn't 
we saw our relatives, you know, as much as we could. We just didn't build very strong relationships. We didn't see them enough. You know, everybody's all spread out, which is part of what I'm about to talk about. And, uh, you know, so we lost my grandpa, my dad's dad. And I was thinking, you know, you know, my dad was saying yesterday when I called him, he's like, you know, you know, you're going to lose your parents at some point, but you just, until it happens, like, you know, it's coming. I mean, grandpa was in his late eighties, you know, um, he, he liked to drink, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, uh, I, you know, I think he smoked too at some for a while. I don't, I don't recall. Or my grandma smokes, but you know, it, it's it, it wasn't like this huge surprise. You know, it's not like these young people dropping left and right suddenly now. But my dad was saying, uh, you know, until you lose a grant or your parent, you're like, like you know, it's coming. But until it happens, it's like he didn't. I don't have a way to articulate it, and I don't think he really had a way to articulate it. It's just like an understanding between human beings. Like, you guys know exactly what I mean when I say that. You know, you know it's coming, but until it happens, you don't, you don't really get it. And it got me thinking, man, um, about how short life is. You know, and this isn't some existential, you know, it's not the point of this. I really started to think about society, and I think it's been done intentionally. Uh, I really do, by the lizard overlords. Uh, why does everybody move away from their families? You know what I mean? Why does everybody just get up and move? And, and here's, I get it, you know, traditionally for jobs, you know, school, career, school's a joke, but career, you know, a lot of times our jobs force us to move. You know, I, I know that um, one of my brother-in-laws, uh, he had to move to like Chicago and then Texas for his, for his job and move his wife and his kids and... But it's like now with the world being one good thing, in my opinion, that came out of COVID is the ability to work virtually. There's virtual opportunities everywhere, guys and gals, everywhere. And it kind of makes me think like, and you know, even if it's not virtual, like people will move away to, you know, it's like you can make 50 to 60 grand in your town with a very low cost of living, or you could go somewhere for an $80,000 a year salary with a very high cost of living, and you're in the same place. You know what I mean? You're like in the same place financially. I guess the point I'm trying to make is why do we move away from our families? You know, we're looking right now, my parents and my wife and I, for uh, we've been looking in Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, they, you know, state government, the government leaves you alone. Uh, it's more conservative. It's red. You know what I mean? I ain't moving to no blue state. You know, Texas was on my radar for a little bit, but there's so many, like, you just look at liberals everywhere they go, they ruin it. Everywhere they go, they ruin it. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like I was, uh, I saw, I don't know how it came across my feed today on in Minneapolis. It was like some business page, like all these businesses are moving out of Minneapolis. And somebody's like, well, yeah, you defunded the police. And raise taxes. And it's just... People can't keep their businesses open because they're constantly being broken into. And it's like, I look at Portland. Portland, Maine. I don't even go into Portland anymore. Ever. Like, I'm on my way there right now for a massage. Thank God, because I need it. But, uh... Bro, anywhere where there's a high concentration of liberals, 
it turns to absolute dog dookie. And the reason being is I think some liberals mean well, but it's all heart and no head. There's no rational, like, it's all this idealistic, and I'm going to swear, bullshit. It's all it is. And the world is an idealistic bullshit, okay? Well, we can all just share things and get all... No, it doesn't matter. There are crooks, there's criminals, there's thieves, there's people out there that would cut your throat for a penny, that would slice you from ear to ear for a $100 bill or a $500 purse, that would literally stab you in the chest for a pair of shoes. There, You guys got to understand, If I, I don't think many liberals listen to my podcast... But you guys got to understand, the world isn't this little fairy tale land. Like, you grew up on this little safe campus. You grew up in probably an upper middle class suburban neighborhood. You know, you're able to chop your hair off and dye it blue and be fat and just live in this little bubble and think that you know how the world works. It's funny when you talk to people that are very well traveled and very well cultured. They're typically a little racist, not just towards one. They understand that there's certain subsets in every group of people that suck. They're every well-traveled person that's been to 10, 15, 20 countries, that's spent genuine time overseas, that's well-cultured, that's been around the world, that's well-educated, a little bit racist, and very... <laughs> Not cynical, but very realistic about the way that the world works. I've never met a well-traveled communist. I've never met a well-traveled liberal. Like, liberals think they, they, they've traveled because they went to Puerto Rico for their high school trip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't even remember where I was going with all that. Oh, but I'm talking about not moving away from your family. You see how quickly this could get off the rails? But the point is, anywhere liberals go, it turns to dog crap because they're idiots. They're just there's it's they're just you look in the you look look deep in their Pfizer eyes, and you can just tell that there's really nobody home. There's really nobody home. The most intolerant group of people on the planet. Which, dude, it, you know, it, I I almost want to like just to be inflammatory. You know, like post on Facebook, should women have unmitigated access to the internet? <laughs> Dude, the worst takes on the planet. Tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me that I'm wrong. The craziest, worst takes ever. Like, you, Dude, you see these five black dudes, these five black cops that beat this other black dude to death in handcuffs. They're already fired and in jail. That's how bad it was. That's how bad this was. And you know what some lady said on CNN? That it was the result of white supremacy. Black on black crime is now because of white people. It's crazy. It blows my mind. Y'all are so stupid. Yeah, and, and it's the women pushing the transgender ideology. They're the mouthpieces, at least. The lizard overlords are pushing it. But the women are the mouthpiece because they're easily influenced. You know what I mean? Easily influenced. But anyways, I'm not trying to be misogynistic. I'm just... Just calls it as I sees it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, so moving away from your family. I had to get maybe I just had to get some things off my chest this morning. But moving away from your family, 
I don't know. We're looking for, that's where we got off on this Kentucky. So we're looking for land. Uh, I found this, I found this amazing spot. Uh, well, my mom found it, but it's, it's, it's just $14 million. So I think the mortgage on that's like 75,000 a month, which it's on, it's, it's on my goal. It's on my goals. Like I, my mom posted being ridiculous. Like, Oh, somebody needs to win the lottery. I'm like, no, I just need to start two more companies. That's all we got it. But I'm not, I'm not moving away from my, like I'm moving my family back together. I want my daughter and my future daughters and sons to not want to move away. And some of them might, you know, I don't want to control my kids to that degree where it's like, you can't leave the plantation. You're stuck here. You're in the commune. You know what I'm saying? But I, I want to create such an awesome environment for my kids that they don't ever want to leave. Stay here. Why? I'm not kicking my kids out ever. Stay here with mom and dad, dude. Find a great virtual job. I'll teach you how to start your own businesses. We'll get you an LLC. There's plenty of stuff you can do online. I'm going to teach my kids to make money from anywhere in the world. My kids will not go to college. That's one thing they won't do. They will not go to college and they will never set foot in a public school. Ever. 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 That's the one thing I won't ever bend on. Is never. My kid is never going to college and they ain't ever setting foot in a public school. Oh, my kid, you keep going to get a crew. My kid's going to run. I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't want to say, I don't want to be arrogant about the children that I don't have yet. You know, God, I, I pray to God that Ada's born and she's born healthy. You know, we're, I'm still gun shy after three miscarriages I think we're on now. They were all early, but um, I pray to God humbly that she's born, she's born healthy. I pray that she develops normally, you know, uh, so I don't want to be here, but I just know my kid's going to run circles. <laughs> well, most, you know what I mean? I just, I just know, I just know, I know for a fact, come back and check in 15 years. You know what I'm saying? And it's because it's going to be, she's, we're going to travel with her. I'm going to expose her to the world. I'm going to show her what the, I'm going to show her what's out there. I'm not, I am not a shelter parent. Now the internet's a different story. My kid ain't going to have TikTok. You get on TikTok, bro. Anytime a woman, it's so, you could see the obvious psyop. Anytime a woman on TikTok talks about being a stay at home mom, she's vilified and attacked. It's crazy. You get all these psycho she-boons in the comments that are probably mostly Chinese bots anyways that are like, well, what happens if he leaves you? What are you going to do? You're not independent financially. And oh, wow, wow, pick me, pick me. Dude, my child will never have a TikTok account ever. It's the most cancerous. Going back to women having unmitigated access to the internet. They just, they, I've talked about this before. You get a group of, the, the thing about women is like liberals, they're not totally rational Come on, ladies. Any I, Most of our listeners are women. Tell me that you are always in the right place <laughs> rationally. You know what I'm saying? And they get into these echo chambers with each other, and they just they solidify each other's insane ideas. You don't believe me? There was a legitimate movement. K-A-M, kill all men. That was a legitimate movement that was, like, supported... A lot of people were using it on social. Kill all men. That's what happens. That's what happens when you get a bunch of women together and just let them on the internet. 
You know what I'm saying? They just, the crazy gets unhinged. They dump gasoline on each other's fires. And before you know it, stay-at-home moms are bad. Raising your kids are bad. It's better to send them to school to be raised by the state and go be a slave for another dude that's not your husband. You know what I'm saying? Yes, boss, I'll have it on your desk by 9 a.m. Yeah, liberation. Great job, ladies. You're killing it. So stupid. It's so stupid. Y'all can't see it, though, because you got this cloud of birth control. You've been taking birth control for 15 years. Your hormones are so out of whack. You've been birth control. You've been caking chemicals on your face and body every day, three times a day for 15, 20 years, chewing on birth control, drinking three nights a week, and you think that you can honestly think clearly? You know what I mean? It's crazy. I'm not trying to... Listen, there's some really... I, it's so funny. If anybody were to tell me I'm a misogynist, dude, every every single aspect of my life contradicts that. I have a great marriage. I have an awesome relationship with my mom. Most of my very good friends, my closest friends are women. My entire staff... Well, not anymore. We've hired more people. But my staff is 80% women. I don't think they'd say anything bad. It's so my my the co the president of our company's a woman that I started. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm just you know we, we got to talk about this stuff, man. Somebody's got to talk about it. Somebody's got to put their neck out there and talk about it. Uh, everybody's afraid because these women they dox you. You know what I'm, I've been doxed before. You know they start pulling up. You no. Know, no good digging into your history and your social media. I'm not afraid of it. What are you going to do? You can't cancel. You can't cancel me. First of all, you can't cancel somebody that doesn't give a shit. And second of all, you can't cancel somebody that doesn't have anything to cancel. All my clients and all my employees believe what I believe. You know what I'm saying? They all. I get texts from my clients every day after I post a podcast episode. Preach it, brother. You know I ain't going anywhere, bro. We really went off the rails today. We're hitting everything. We're hitting up, down, left, right. <laughs> Moving away from your family. Why do we move away from our families, dude? I don't get it. Dude, it's my dream. I want to provide. I want to have a community where people are able to disconnect. I'm not talking about disconnecting people from the modern world. I'm talking about providing people with an opportunity to disconnect for as long as they want from the modern world. Like, I don't, I'm not saying my daughter is going to be trapped on a farm commune. She will be able to travel. She could go see friends in the city. But I want her to have a place to come back to that's not a cesspool of transgenderism, homo, just retardation. That is our current societal default. You know what I'm saying? Every like I'm driving through the middle of port. I can't go ten feet without seeing the rainbow flag. It's like, what more do you guys need? You you can marry each other now. Nobody's. You know what I'm saying? There's. It's not like gay people are getting bashed in the middle of the streets anymore. You know? It's like, why why all this stuff? You got to ask yourself that. Like, what's going on? What's the agenda here? What's the agenda? What are you guys up to? I'll tell you what it is. They're starting to come for kids. Y'all see that picture I posted? God. Bless America. Please. Come back soon. It's this dude dressed up as a woman. 
and he has like a foam microphone attached like it, it's coming off his pelvis like a penis this foam microphone a phallic object where his penis is he's dressed as a woman and he's putting it in this little boy's mouth the microphone and he and everybody else in the picture is just laughing you know, you guys got you alphabet people got to understand I wouldn't have had a problem with you but you started coming for the kids you started coming for the kids and now we got a problem now we got a problem I'm not tolerant I'm not a tolerant person I don't tolerate a single single micro atom of that shit if I were to see that in person if I saw some grown man putting a phallic object in a child's mouth I would beat him to death on the spot. That's not, I, I'm telling you right now, when I tell you I would beat him to death, I would take his life, I would take his life. And now that's wrong to say. Imagine saying, I, I, I'll probably catch more flack for defending children than that dude will for sexualizing them. That's how far gone we are. Somebody's going to listen to this. They're going to clip that. They're going to say, you said you were going to beat somebody to death and you meant it. He's violent. <laughs> You're trying to have sex with kids. What's the matter with you? And you look at these other, this other gay couple. They were sodomizing. They adopted two boys and were sodomizing and using them as sex slaves for their friends. Tolerant. I ain't tolerant of none of that shit. Not a dime. Not a single fraction of it. Tolerant. You screwed up when you started coming for the kids. You screwed up. That gay orchestra or whatever out in San Francisco literally put out a song. We're coming for your kids. We're coming. And then, oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. And then you pull up the members and like half of these dudes were sex offenders. I'm telling you right now, man. Ugh, it's tough. You know, I listened to, uh, I think it was a Catholic, and I'm not Catholic, but I saw this a video of a Catholic priest the other day talking, and uh, he was reading that verse, Revenge is mine, saith the Lord, and he's like, listen, you know, he's like, God sees everything that's going on, and it's not our place to take vengeance. You know what I'm saying? It's not our place to do something about it. That's God's, and that's that's one of the hardest things for me. It's one of the hardest things for me. You know, I don't even know how we got here. Oh, you know, this, the deeper I get into Portland, the angrier I get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The deeper I get into this disgusting cesspool, the angrier I get. It's crazy, man. And it's going to take people saying the things that I'm saying. And, and, stay, and not being afraid to lose your job or get doxxed or have a bunch of screaming she-boons on the internet call you names. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you listening to me, you got to grow a set of balls, man. Men and women alike. Because, uh, you know, I this is the world my child's going to be raised in. 
And I feel like I have some, at least some capacity to influence people. And, uh, you know, these things need said. These things need said. So, anyways, point is, uh, when you grow, get ready to stabilize. (laughs) And uh, stop moving away from your family. You know what I mean? You only get one family and they're not going to be here forever. Some days the, you know, someday the people that you love, call your mom, call your dad, because they're not going to be here someday. You know, they're not going to be here. All right. I love you guys. Let's get it. Sorry we went off on a tangent, but these things need said. Peace.